0: Hi everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 7. So today we're going to be talking about what to do at home when you lack equipment for exercise. Alright, so we're just going to jump straight into this. So as we know, when you do not have any equipment, we normally rely on certain exercises. But as we can see, many of us tend to just use equipment or, you know, do the typical ball workout, which is like your burpees, your push-up, your jumping jacks, your your easier exercise that looks pretty cool on Instagram but it doesn't really help you and a lot of the times you might realize that you're actually doing more cardio than actually building up strength which is what you're looking for. So I'm gonna just going to go through the simple basics of like what exercise movements are about and what type of movements they are. So We're going to talk about isotonic muscle contractions. So in isotonic muscle contractions, it is where the muscle changes length and it contracts while the load or resistance remain the same, which then causes the movement of a body part. So within isotonic muscle contractions, there is actually two different uh, separations, which is the concentric contraction and the eccentric contraction which if you're not familiar with this is something you should know when you're doing exercise or when you know when someone is training you or you're training other friends sharing with your friends you need to know these two words so what is concentric contractions concentric contractions are actually muscles uh, which shorten as it contracts which means if you're doing let's say a bicep curl you're actually bending the elbow and from a straight to a fully flexed so you're activating your bicep you're doing the curl inwards and that would actually be the concentric contraction all right so concentric, concentric contraction is the most common type of uh exercise or movement that occurs uh, in daily life and also in sporting activities. And then on the other hand, the eccentric contraction is basically the opposite of what you're doing with your bicep curl going up. When you're actually flexed, now you're actually going downwards to actually lengthen the muscle again. So imagine your bicep, you're lengthening it from the top, all the way down. That is what happens when you're doing a eccentric contraction. So this muscle is still contracting to hold the weight all the way down, but the muscle is actually lengthening. So another very good example is actually your quads, your quadriceps, right, at the front of the thigh when you're landing from a jump, right? As the thigh muscles, uh, in particular the quad at the front of the leg, are strongly contracting but also lengthening at the same time, Right, this puts a lot of strain uh, through the muscle and commonly involved in muscle injuries. So yes, eccentric can actually load and cause certain issues, right? So plyometric training exercises, sort of like hopping and bounding, involve a lot of eccentric contractions and can actually also lead to severe muscle soreness, which is uh, DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, Okay. And then the fourth, the third, wait a minute, yeah, the third one is isometric muscle contraction. So in isometric contraction, it occurs and when it occurs, there's no change in the length of the contracting muscle. And what happens is that when you, let's say you're carrying an object and you are not actually moving your arm, Right, let's say you're going shopping and carrying a shopping bag in your arm but puts your muscles in a position where it has to activate and hold on to something then that is basically an isometric contraction so an example is when you're gripping something such as a tennis racket and not moving so there is no movement within the joints or the hands but the muscles are actually stiffening up to hold and grip onto something that's when you're doing isometric contraction Right. so the amount of force of a muscle is able to the amount of force the muscle is able to produce during an isometric contraction depends on the length of the muscle at that point of the contraction. So each muscle has an optimum length and uh, at which the maximum isometric force can be produced. So it really depends on which muscle group and what kind of isometric contraction you're doing and for what purpose, all right? And then the last one is isokinetic contractions are uh, similar to isotonic which is your concentric and eccentric muscle changes in length during the contraction but where it differs is that it produces a movement uh produces a movement of a constant speed right so to measure this in a special place of equipment special you use a special piece of equipment actually which is uh isokinetic dynamometer right okay so an example of isokinetic contraction which is basically having a balance between your eccentric and concentric is something like your breaststroke in swimming where the water provides a constant and the resistance on your movement both in your eccentric and concentric is actually equal right but because we're all stuck in a lockdown, you're never going to be able to go to the pool. Yeah, especially in Singapore, the pools are probably closed and the condominium medium pools are also closed. So you're not going to be able to work on isokinetic contractions. It's actually better for those that are actually in rehab or had knee injuries, had uh, you know certain elbow injuries and you actually exercise in the water, it prevents you from getting injured again. So that's one good thing about isokinetic. But, now that we're talking about home exercises, what you should actually look at is eccentric contraction and isometric contraction. If you combine these two exercises, let's say if you're just doing a push-up, instead of just doing a push-up, like right, doing it fast, you, you go up. Let's say when you uh contract your bicep, right? When you contract your bicep, you're going down, and then you lengthen your bicep, you're going up. All right, so at the point at which you go up, right, you should be controlling, maybe count down about five seconds, control five, four, three, two, one, hold it just before the ground and then up again. Right, so what you're essentially doing is spending five seconds in eccentric in eccentric movement, followed by a few seconds in isometric movement, which is right at the bottom and then you come up fast with a concentric movement. So stuff like this actually helps you develop strength a lot quicker. But you're not so much you're not doing you're not really doing cardio because if you're doing cardio it's just fast repetition, which is typical in uh high intensity exercises, or actually I would say the general population isn't really doing high intensity exercises, you're merely just doing intensity training right or interval training so that doesn't really bring you beyond your cardio right so if you are talking uh anaerobic or doing plyometrics then that, that's a total different story right so at home because you don't have you actually have quite a lot of things you can work with so you've actually got your sofa you've got your chair you've got you know your rice bags You've got many different areas where you can find weights. So be creative and figure out what can actually work for you. And if you even have a resistance band, adding on just a little bit of resistance to what you're currently doing and doing it eccentrically and uh, isometrically. So just holding it there. Let's say you do a, a what you call it, a front raise and you just hold it there. You realize that in a few seconds, your entire deltoid start to, you know, just feel like it's on fire, right? So, rather than doing it fast, just holding it there alone gets the full muscle activation as compared to doing it a million times but feeling nothing. Why? Let's say if you were to do it like you know 100 times versus holding it there for a few seconds but doing three sets of 15 right so three sets of 15 is 45 reps versus uh, 100 reps what's going to happen in that 100 reps is that firstly you don't know whether your movement is going to be perfect on top of that you might get overuse injuries if you consistently do it every single day right for the next 30 days if you're to do it all the way naturally you're putting a tendon you're putting a tendon under tension what's going to happen to the tendon is that you probably would or may, may suffer from tendonitis from overuse and eventually that's going to cause you more problems so what you want to do is actually work smart instead of just constantly trying to get the reps in so no matter how much you try to get those reps in, you still need to do it the right way. So sometimes it's not about your quantity, but really about the quality of the exercise and how you pick your exercises. So another way that you can do this is probably like looking at your squats, right? So in squats, a lot of people just do like, do it so quickly, it's as though you're bouncing, you're not even like squatting. So what I would normally get people to do is imagine that you're sitting down on a chair, all right, count yourself down. Take five to eight seconds just to get down to the lowest point, and then hold it there for another two seconds and come up. If you were to just do that alone, count how many perfect reps you can do, versus doing it a hundred times, and then tell the difference. And then look at the difference, right? So if you're really into develop, looking at hypertrophy or muscle development, then this is something you want to look at. If you want to add more resistance, let's say even in your squat. Just put a like put a resistant band over your neck and you can even do a hamstring you can even work your hamstrings by doing that same action as squat but hip hinging more rather than sitting down right So just changing a little bit of the movement activate's different part of a body already. so you wanna think about how else can I make this exercise creative? Right, Don't just look at the conventional and like, that's it. I'm going to follow the convention. Because just by adding one small resistance somewhere, you will already be activating a lot more in certain areas. So it depends on what muscle you're targeting or are you targeting maybe just the upper body and what you want to do with the upper body. So you can do it in parts. You can do it on based on muscles. You can be doing it based on each day of your... You're just going to... I don't know plan a whole exercise program around your shoulders right but if you're at home i would normally recommend you to work maybe one upper, about a few upper body exercises a few lower body exercises and maybe a little bit of cardio in there so it's a combination of strength and cardio it's not just cardio cardio alone neither is it just pure brute intense forceful exercises which is going to get you tired in the next few days you can't exercise because you're sore So there needs to be a fine balance so that you can continue to work out without losing muscle mass, without gaining weight either because you're at home. Food is always there. There's always temptation. So there needs to be a balance. So having good cardio also helps you because that's heart health. So you never want to neglect your heart. So focus on that as well and keep yourself healthy. And actually, that's the end of episode 7. Keep it short and sweet if you have any queries drop us an email send us a dm any questions at all you can look at our show notes for more information and you can drop us any contacts or whatever you have man all right everybody's in a lockdown now so we're all quite free so listen up for the next episode see ya